Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. Welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 36, and it's titled How to Get Out of the Friend Zone. And we have special guests today, Rano and Sierra. And we are pretty excited about this episode because this is for you. Whether you're single and you're like always stuck in that friend zone, you know, you know who you are when you're like, I'm always their best friend. <laughs> but it also is for you if you are in this relationship, in a partnership, and you guys feel like you're best friends and everything's great, but maybe not the sex because yeah. you're just friends, not lovers anymore. This is something that we, we really do hear in both cases. So, you know, in working with men, I hear from single guys, I got all these cool, you know, female friends, but none of them seem to be interested in me, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like a common one that we hear often. But then we also hear from couples like, oh, we have the best friendship and we co-parent so well and we have so much fun together, but there's zero chemistry and we're basically like just roommates. Mm -hmm. So we are absolutely excited to have Rono and Sierra with us today. We met them at a speaking event that we were all uh, speaking at and we really loved their talk and we're like, we need to bring them on our show. So Rono and Sierra are often described as a dynamic duo and transformational force who have dedicated their life's work to supporting women and couples in awakening their highest potential and realigning their North Star to create powerful evolutions in life, love, and spirituality. Sharing over 30 years of adventure together as friends, business partners, lovers, husband and wife, change agents, ceremony facilitator, pleasure provocators and ambassadors of fun, Rono and Sierra are known for creating extraordinary experiences and powerful containers to catalyze one's dreams and desires. All right. Welcome, Rano and Sierra. Hey, hey. Yeah, so glad to be here with you both. Mm -hmm. That is quite the intro. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> All right. Well, I would just love to jump right into the questions because I think that you guys have got a lot of really juicy stuff to share with us. And the first question I had is, you know, reading your bio or when the audience hears the bio, it says sharing over 30 years of adventure together as friends, business partners, lovers, husband, wife, all these things, right? So I'm really curious about your story because it seems to me like you started off as friends and then transitioned more into lovers, husband, wife, and all of that. And so I think your story could be really inspirational for people. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how you started out and where you ended up. And of course, we'll dive into the details of how you got there later on, but just kind of the basics for the audience. All right. Well, we'll do our best to give a cliff note. It's quite the, quite the story, but we'll start out by saying that we grew up uh, around the corner from each other um, when we were little. 7th tiny. Street, 5th Street. Yep, 7th Street, 5th Street in the small town of upstate New York. And he was always hanging around uh, my younger sisters. He's two years younger. So he was more friends with them than me. I was always the cooler. There's four daughters check. there. So, I mean, the math worked out well in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> Good odds. <laughs> so... He was like a brother growing up because he would, he would mow our lawn and do all sorts of odd jobs around the house growing up as well. 
And he was in a, a musical singing group with my two younger sisters for a period of time. And so I never really thought much of him until later on in life. when so Other than friends. Other than friends. <laughs> and then a couple of years after I graduated from college and had been living out in Los Angeles, uh, I went back home for a festival that <clears throat> was a pretty big deal in my town. And we bumped into each other. And I was like, wow, he's actually all grown up now. It's not a little pipsqueak kid who's a couple of years younger than her. <laughs> and uh, it, it, in, again, we've known each other for 35, almost 40 years now, just as like friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that was our first reacquaintance. As and I was like, oh, yeah, she's still looking good, and like you know, that's all good. <laughs> and then so we started like connecting, and I said, hey, I'm going to be moving out to LA. Like we should you know, connect, hang out, or hang out. And she's like, cool, yeah, come on out. And so that happened for a couple years, and then um, eventually Sierra came to me and said, hey, I, I want to start this this business, and I think you'd be great for it. Mm-hmm. And and that was about almost 13 years ago, 12 years ago now. And so to keep the story short, we've been business partners for 12 years. We've been together for 10 and married for eight. Um, and so that's kind of the, the whole thing. And friends for 35, almost 40 years. So. Yeah. So we, kept we just look really young, even though we're in our 40s. <laughs> you do. I was like, you barely look over 30. How can you have been friends for 40? Like it doesn't <laughs> They started very young. <laughs> More seductress. Organized. So, so this is, this is interesting, your story, because obviously we know why you were in the friend zone when you were young, because you were friends and you were growing mm-hmm. up and those age differences, although they mean nothing as we get older, actually mean something when we're very, very young. Mm-hmm. So that I totally understand. But now you've moved out to LA and you guys are sort of in proximity, but you're still not uh, connected, at least for a few years, right? So tell us like, kind of what, what was that like? Because now you're grown adults. <laughs> a lot of restraint and on my part. Um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, he actually, when he moved out to L.A., he was married at the time. Uh, he had a very short-lived marriage. We like to refer to it as his starter marriage. Yeah, in and out within a year. We, after we both got married, we were like, what are we doing? We're like, I have no idea. So we, you know, we just decided to not be together anymore. And uh, when that marriage ended, I mean, I was at the time deeply involved in the Burning Man culture. Uh, I'd already been, you know, several burns. And so I kept trying to get him to come and be part of this really, what I thought, a really cool world. And uh, he just thought I was, you know, a hippies in the desert kind of thing. And he was more interested in the fast paced, you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll kind of life, which... Kind of what I was living at that time. Like mm-hmm. I was, I'm a former musician and that kind of thing. And then uh, you started selling cars for Jaguar for Jaguar cars, yeah. and then I moved up into the Jaguar corporate and worked with them, and and uh, was the was their guy that they sent to parties to hang out with people. And, uh, it was a good time, but so I think the biggest reason yeah, the how biggest we remained <laughs> friends that Sierra's kind of avoiding. Well, it's just like um, yeah, there's a bigger reason. The bigger reason <laughs> is that um, in high school I dated her younger sister for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of joke and say I married my high school sweetheart's sister. Um, and, and then also I was, I dated this other girl who I introduced to Sierra and they became best friends. And so when that girl and I broke up, there was a little bit of distance for a while, but it was, so it was her best friend still. So 
I was very super off limits because yeah. I dated her sister and I dated her best friend. Mm. And so it, it sounds yeah. really bad on paper, but it was <laughs> many years apart. And so that's a main reason why there was zero there. And even though... And we had become business partners. Right. And then we were right? running a company together. Right? And then she hired me to be the creative director of her magazine. So we had a whole staff that we had to watch out for. And yeah. there, there was, was a whole bunch of reasons. There's a few issues that if they went south, it would never, you know, it wouldn't be good um and i actually took i really didn't see him beyond that like i just she saw him as at all <laughs> i he was a little bit too pretty boy for me at the time i was more into the rugged manly men <laughs> okay so you guys then had a lot of obstacles <laughs> between the two of you so so give us some idea like how did you overcome those obstacles how did you move some of those things out of the way and get to where you are now it's really funny too because we went we, i was just reminiscing as i was pulling out uh, the a tent that we still have and we went camping in yosemite and it was freezing cold like snow on the ground camping and like camping on an air mattress when it's snowing outside it's not i don't recommend it it's not the greatest thing but one of the things that I think started to unravel on it was this, this fateful night here when I was, <laughs> I was, I thought I was being slick and coy and it wouldn't actually work. But I said, Hey, I think that because it's so cold, we should probably take off our clothes and like snug next to each other. Cause that'll, our body heat will keep us warm. <laughs> Good I was, one. Like, joking. But she was like, Oh, you know what? You're right. I took a, I a, was an outdoor recreation minor and I did college. Winter camping. She did winter camping and that's what they and said. That's to actually do. how you fight hypothermia. You get skin to skin. and. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we both had our, our, like legit. our, uh, our underwear on at least our bottoms, but that I think started, some of the sparks between us. Oh, we had a very romantic, platonic relationship for a very long time, which is sort of what leads to the topic today. But it was very much, a, you know, we were like each other's plan B. Um, I was dating if a guy, you know, I had this one guy was going to take me to a concert and he couldn't make it because his work. And he was like, well, take your friend. And I was like, well, why don't I take Rono? So we went and we had him with a cold hand and we were just... We were in love with each other, but there was nothing sexual, sexual about it. It yeah. was a very playful. Which is romantic. actually really awesome to, to grow, to grow connection, grow a lot of great things. And what we found later on in our relationship was actually a challenge because we immediately go to the friendship box and not cultivate, and, and not cultivate romance. So yeah. a big focus in our relationship is on how to cultivate that romance. Oh, yeah. Romance, intimacy, and sex play. And we're going to get into that because that's going to be a big focus of this. But but I, and I don't mean to dominate the questioning, Celine, because normally Celine is so like she's got so many of her own questions. But I'm somewhat fascinated by this. So, Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> so what I'm hearing you describe is that you had a great friendship, but you were lacking that spark or what what is often described as that polarity, that sort of draw where those two opposite poles just pull each other together. What do you think during that moment where you're both naked or mostly naked and snuggling and you're out in the wilderness, like, did you feel a shift in that polarity? Was there something that he did? Was there something about survival? Like, what what was it that made you feel that like, oh, oh, there's something here? 
You know, it's funny. It wasn't felt until probably a year later. It was so platonic. And so like for me then it was like, oh yeah, naked in a tent in the cold. That's just logical. Um, And the funny thing was at the time, (laughs) it's just logical. (laughs) Makes sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Which at the time I was, I tended to be more embraced, you know, my masculine side of me was more developed than my feminine. And I would say that his feminine was almost more developed than his masculine when we were getting together. Mm-hmm. And so that was interesting. So the poles were flipped mm-hmm. and I was able to hold a really good boundary in my masculine. <laughs> and he was like, but we kept getting closer and closer and closer and everyone around Those us. Those type things kept yeah. happening and happening. Even so much that when I got together, former girlfriends, because I'm friends with most of my former girlfriends. That's how we roll here. Um, and, uh, they were like, I knew it. And I was like, what do you mean you knew it? I was like, we were just friends. They're like, I could just tell that you guys, there was something there. Yeah, everyone else. Everyone else it. saw it, but us. We and, were I, blind. And, and also the boundary, the boundary was very much there for me, just in all mm-hmm. levels. So it, it, what shifted it though, was sp- when he became creative director of my magazine, he started spending the night at my place more because he lived in Venice, California. I lived in Hollywood. He'd just gotten rid of his car. So all of a sudden now I'm commuting from Venice to Hollywood on a bus. And I was like, this sucks. I was like, I need my car back. <laughs> um, but there wasn't a lot of money. And at that time with the magazine, we were on a super shoestring budget. And, uh, so what I did is I'd come up and I'd spend two nights on her couch. So I'd come up like on a Monday, stay over all the way till Wednesday, then go back home on Wednesday and work from home on Thursday and Friday, that, that kind of thing. And because of that intimacy, one night, thank goodness, my good dear friend, he's still in our lives and I, he's still a great friend. But he officiated our wedding. He came over, the three of us, we had some wine. It was like, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, oh, you probably shouldn't drive home. Why don't you stay on the couch? And Sierra's like, well, why don't you just come up and sleep in my bed since that's what we've been no big doing. big deal. So that's when it started to really change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and then, things... then another night in the bed. And, and then, then he didn't want to go back to the couch. He's like, why should I sleep on the couch when I can sleep in the bed? Yeah. So <laughs> we're hanging out. But still just friends, you know, like imagine like two girlfriends just like la 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 chatty 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 go to sleep, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And this is oh sorry, please. And then finally one the true fateful night. We call it the triumphant return to Hollywood night. I came I came I came home I came home. See, I came back one one night early on a on a Saturday night. Yeah, he was going to be out with friends in Hollywood on Saturday oh, Sunday night. Sunday. Su- Saturday night. Then he'd spend Saturday night and we'd be, start the week early on Sunday and get to jump on things. And it was like, great. And uh, and uh, I had I had one cocktail, but that one cocktail sent me over the edge. <laughs> and so I was feeling a little bit frisky. I passed out on her couch when she came home. I, well, I was out on a date and I forgot that he was going to come over. And he calls me from my place and I'm making out with this other guy who, by the way, was literally rubbing me the wrong way. This other guy, like literally, I'm like, okay, what am I doing? So Ronald called me. I'm like, oh, so Ronald calls me and I'm like, oh shoot, you're there. I thought, okay. I was like, well, I'm not on a date. I'll, I'll come home in a little bit. I, like, see cool. you. I'll see when you get here. I go back to making out with this guy. And that was when the clear moment for me, it's like, okay, yes, this guy was rubbing me the wrong way, but I was like, I'd rather be with Rano right now. Like mm. I don't, this, this guy is, you know, there's something. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to head home. Went back to be with him, not to be with him, but just to hang. And I came home to these super sweet notes. Like he'd left like all this trail of notes, like on my, in my driveway, on the gate and my front door in the kitchen, like all these notes. And I opened the door and there he was passed out on the couch. 
<laughs> probably snoring and drooling on myself. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, this guy, he left his sweet note. Still very like, oh, that's just, that's just Rano. And um, I was, I got ready for bed. He was passed out. And I thought, I can't just leave him down here. I should at least put a blanket on, wake him up, tell him hello, thank him for the notes. And so I wake him up. I said, I'm going to bed. Would you like to come up or do you want to stay here? And he's a smart guy. So I'll come up. So he came up and we regular old night seemingly but he kept you know he was like kind of massaging me but his hand would wander a little bit more just a little bit you know just a little dip in you know, i was like and i was like knock it off knock it off and then there was just a moment where i had this realization of all the ways that i was holding on to all these potential taboos and pushing away this man who was really a powerful man in my life and had been so supportive over these years I thought, what if just once, just this once, I can let go of all of these rigid ways of holding this together and just give in to this moment. And I, I thought, still remember to this day when her arm, like we were kind of spooning each other <laughs> and her arm reaches around slowly and her head turns around. She grabs the back of my neck and just smunches our <laughs> lips together and we just start making out. And we've pretty much been together ever since. Yeah, we've been, been together been, ever we since. Been together ever, ever since. since so. That is so awesome. So one of the things that I loved is when you were describing this, you really played out and, and, and mentioned that whole dynamic with the with the the feminine energy and masculine energy. Because when we talk about polarity and that spark, it really comes from being at the opposite end of the spectrum. And sure, it works. Even if you're in a feminine body and you have a masculine energy, and then your partner is a masculine body, but feminine energy, it can still work as a polarity. But I really, truly think that the best polarity does come when you really align, when you're in a feminine body and you embody that feminine energy. And what you described there was that moment when you finally let go of that guard, because I think we women, we're really good of being able to take on the masculine roles, especially in this society, we, we can do so many things, but it's not really serving us ultimately. And that moment when you let go, drop the guard down and open up and became vulnerable is really when the two of you came together literally and figuratively and so, <laughs> it's such a good reminder of like the importance of cultivating that energy in terms of like okay feminine energy masculine energy and playing with that and when you are embodying one that's not your true nature you're going against nature and that never works well so yeah what what i was thinking and the reason why i was sort of fishing with some of my questions was that <laughs> What I was hearing was that, um, uh, Sierra, you were a little bit more in your masculine. Rana was a little bit more in his feminine. But because you're a woman and you're a little bit more in your masculine, because he's a man a little bit more in his feminine, you basically had sort of like neutral polarity. And so why I was asking questions like, hey, did he do something when you were out camping? Was this survival related? We're like, I was trying to see, like, was there something that flipped that polarity? That's what those questions were looking for. And eventually we got there because that's exactly what happened. You, you let go. He stepped up. All of a sudden the polarity changed and boom. Yeah, That's totally. really cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, you know, something that was really, um, I really want to have your opinion on something because we were getting ready for this show with you guys and we were looking at different things because we like to have stats. We like to have like articles and, um, and Kevin pulled out this very interesting article um, that's uh, that's called getawingman.com. That's where it's from. Um, mm-hmm. And they were saying there's two reasons that women put men into the friend zone. One is she's not that into you 
or two, you're doing something wrong. And so I was curious about your opinion, like, would you agree with that or not? And which one of those two do you fall into, if any? For a long time, if I opened my mouth, that would immediately put me in the friend zone. (laughs) (laughs) So that might be the first. So that would be category two then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rano would, um, he was in this acapella, this really hot acapella group, all these men, and they would sing these beautiful mashup songs and Rano has a beautiful voice and I would see him on stage and he'd be so hot and he'd be so in his mask and his power. And then afterwards he'd be just joking around with the guys and he would say something that I perceived as really dumb. And my, you know, talk about dry (laughs) pussy. I'd go from like wet pussy to dry pussy in a heartbeat. And it'd be like, Oh, I was so wanting to fuck you. And now I'm literally like, what the hell is this? You know, this guy, this Nimrod. This Nimrod uh-huh. And for the longest time, I was like, what the hell just happened, man? I was like, you know, where are the blowjobs after you? <laughs> right? You're a rock star. You're supposed to get blowjobs. Isn't that why we play music? <laughs> no, but this is great. This is a great segue, right? Because... Because what you're describing is there are moments when you really wanted to fuck him mm-hmm. and moments where you were like totally dry pussy. And yeah. so what I want to know is like, what, what do you do if you're in a moment of like dry pussy? Like, how do you switch from that over? And I know you guys have some techniques. Guys, for don't that. open your mouth. <laughs> don't say anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> when you're done being on stage or whatever it is, like just, just be present. But yeah, I say that jokingly, the- but I, I do kind of mean it like, Keep the mystery and the... the, Keep the energy alive in whatever that is that's turning her on. And a lot of times I think that we'll get into our heads and we'll start to try to overdo things and just like be tuned into what it is that's actually turning her on. So in that particular case, she Mm -hmm. was turned on by by my expression, my personal expression. And then when I was off stage, I wasn't emoting or expressing myself in that same kind of sexy way. Like even last night or the night before, we we had um, what we we do our epic Saturday nights, and so we had an epic Saturday night with each other, where we just commit to hours and hours and hours of connection and love making and everything else. And there was a game that we played where she had me be in my fullest expression, and so when I was in that expression, she was super wet, super turned on, ready to go, like the whole nine yards, because I was expressing myself without a, inhibition. Mm-hmm. And so I think for guys, it's like. Be in your own turn on, be in your own expression. And I think that, and don't talk so much. And that, that probably would help. So that's, that's, that's what I would say. <laughs> what would you so add to it? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly, but we're in a conversation these days about how do we cultivate our own turn on and keep our own turn on. And for me, I think letting the turn on be outside of me and then having that impact me, maybe I could have acted quicker before he opened his mouth, you know, <laughs> it could have been like, okay, I'm feeling hot for him. Then go take action on that hotness versus wait around and then have the space where something could easily come in. Like I'd liken this to even women in the bedroom. I know I've had, and I've talked about many to many women where I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day where things would be really hot and turned on. And then a thought will come in and then that can totally dry your pussy up, right? You're like, Oh wait, did I pay that bill? Or, Oh crap. Did I lock my car? Whatever, whatever, which is really an intimacy thing. Anyways, the boundaries that were barriers we have to intimacy and how quickly we can go dry as a woman. So if we're not cultivating our turn on as a more regular practice, then of course we're going to, 
easily get the dry pussy from one silly remark. And so where can we as women be more in our juice so it doesn't have such an on-off switch, but actually, you know, we take more advantage of the moments that we are feeling hot and take action, take action, take action on them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I can so relate to that. Sometimes um, I'll go to Kevin and I'll be like, yeah, I'm really turned on. And at the beginning of a relationship, he wouldn't always act on it. And then, you know, he would act on it, let's say a half hour later or an hour. And I was like, no, this was a five minutes window. <laughs> <laughs> you blew it, dude. It like, when I said I was ready, it was right then. It's like, it's, it's, it's gone now. We have to like restart from the beginning. Uh, so I can really relate as a woman, like those things, um, and that's, we actually going to have another show about just about that, how, um, your sexual arousal is your own responsibility. So we'll talk more into this, but I think this is really good because this is exactly a conversation we had. When you feel turned on, excited, aroused, whatever word you use, it is your responsibility to act on it. And you don't wait for your partner to do something. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I hear when I'm listening to both of you describe, it's, it's get out of your head, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> yeah. in, in, in Rano's case, like you're describing that, that um, you started off good, but then you might overthink it and try too hard, right? And that's, that's rather yeah. than just letting go and being yourself. And then Sierra, in your case, what I'm hearing is, is you're, you're just getting distracted by either something he said or the bills that have to be paid. Both of those are getting sort of lost in your head and not really being present in the moment with the partner. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. (laughs) So we'd love to talk a little bit about some of the games and stuff you've created because they're really awesome. We actually have downloaded uh, your PDF and the free gift you're going to give to our listeners. uh, And we'll give you all the link how to do that in a few minutes. But before that, I want to talk more about those games because... I was fascinated that you were able to go from that place of neutral polarity, friendship, to um, creating that that turn on, that epic sex life, and and being lovers, and you know sustaining it over ten years. It's over a decade. It's 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 quite an achievement. And so, what I'd love for you guys to do is maybe what are like tell us a little bit about your best games, and you know people will you'll be able to download all the detailed instruction. We just want you guys to give us. A little like give us the ones that really work, (laughs) the ones that are like guaranteed for our listeners to work. (laughs) Guaranteed or your money back. That's right. (laughs) So, the number one guarantee above all other guarantees is a game that we call Five Minutes of Anything, Mm. and it's a very simple game. You have to have and you can change it to two minutes of anything. If you're like a real short, you're, you know, you're really like, I can't commit to a whole 10 minutes, which is five two, minutes each, two one round. Each. Yeah. You can do two minutes, but we're going to talk about it as five minutes. So basically how you start the game is I would go to Sierra or she would come to me and I'd say, okay. Well, let me just give a little context too. Um, we all have five minutes to spare in a day for a relationship. And if we don't, <laughs> the bigger things and probably more episodes they need to listen to here. They need to hire right? you or a counselor. <laughs> you don't have five minutes a day to really, you know. Um, but really we're talking about our intimacy and our sexuality and our physical connection and our playtime with each other. And we can we understand that at the end of a day, if we're super life is so full and so busy for so many of us that it can be a challenge to carve out and like like we just talked about, like 30 minutes ago, we're feeling hot. Now we're not feeling so hot. We're tired. We're exhausted, whatever. So how do you get that hot quicker? 
and at least fulfill the need to have some intimacy, even if you don't have the full capacity, space, energy, or time for full lovemaking, sex, whatever. So we've this five minutes of anything that Ronald was about to describe is what we do. We can each spare 10 minutes, which is five minutes, five minutes, and that gets the engine flowing. But yes, basically I'll just say, hey, yeah. five minutes of anything, and the partner has to say yes, they have to agree to five minutes. And then I would say, do you would you like to receive first or would you like to give first? Mm-hmm. And if you give first, then you receive last, which is awesome. It's nice. <laughs> but you may not also want to, you might not have the energy. So you're like, oh, I want to receive first. And that might juice you up to then give. So Yeah. <laughs> and so then, then it's just like, cool, like five minutes of anything. Um, and it literally can be anything, um, but we've encouraged it to be in a way of fulfilling a desire to connect and feel intimate with each other. So while a woman might really just want um, her feet rubbed, that's great. A woman might want just to be listened to. That's that's not. I'd like to just vent about my whole day for the next five minutes, and you just hold the container, and when I'm done, say, "Oh my god, that sounds amazing." I love it. Right, like, exactly. So it really can be anything. And what we found though is when we involve touch, we involve coconut oil, coconut oil <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> it usually, almost always, leads to maybe another round. And if you get another round, and then you're getting kind of excited, then oftentimes it'll lead to deeper, deeper connection, sex, intimacy, or even just all right, now we've had this moment and we can go to bed and not feel like we are like angry or upset that we're not having these connection points, which can then build up and be a thing. Um, So it really kind of like scratches the itch in a very simple, playful, fun, easy way, doable way that can often and will often lead to more and doesn't have to. And one of the things I love about this too, which ties into a lot of your philosophies on keeping, keeping, it going throughout the whole day, not just being like, bam, all right, let's have sex. We haven't even talked talk to each other for two weeks. Like, you know, but like really throughout the whole day, c- cultivating some sort of intimacy or connection. Mm-hmm. If, if this is a daily practice and you commit to at least five minutes of anything or five minutes of touch or five minutes of healing or five minutes, however you want to label it. We've all different versions. Then that if that's happening every day. Then all of a sudden you're building that reserve of intimacy and love. And so to be able to get to sex is a lot, a lot easier. Absolutely. Yeah. We love that, that we call that the building, the constant state of arousal. That's one of our, one of our big recommendations. (laughs) That's an awesome game. And we can, um, you know, I'd like to commit to it like for the month of March. All right. That'd be a good thing for us to do. We just set it on air. Yes. (laughs) So there we go. And I would recommend committing to it at least three times a week. Uh That way you don't, over over commit to it but if you go beyond that then there could be rewards (laughs) 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 and so this was awesome and i know there's a lot of other games in your uh in your awesome gift that you have created and it's called epic love magic and it's basically a sexy and magical guide with all your best games so the five minutes out of anything and and a lot more. And so it's all the different rituals too that you've created over the years and use every time that you plan an epic night for yourselves. And um, all our listeners can find it at lifestylized.com um, slash love magic. And uh, you can find a link in the episode notes. I'm like, I'm having trouble to speak English right now. <laughs> I couldn't remember how you said the slash bar. <laughs> it's tough. Lifestyleized is a tough one to say. I know. I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think of that when we came up with it. Well, 
We, you know, we could we could probably talk for another hour or yes. more about all of the different fun things that you guys have created. Um, but we are actually out of time for our podcast. But if you guys, if you want to just say one last thing to the audience, it could be advice. It could be where to find, you know, what your to work. Find you exactly. Just please share. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll just say in relationship to the theme, you know, we, we want to say the friend box can be a really great thing um, as well, because when things are not going so well, it's nice to see them as friends. But the balance is keeping it a juicy, sexy, playful, yummy <laughs> outside of the friendship box. And so um, the biggest thing is that and the guide that you'll get. Um, is to really carve out time to connect with each other and to make it a sacred time, really a sacred time. There's a lot in that guide that talks about the power of having to be sacred and intentional so that you can get clear on what it is that you're both needing at the core, core, core base. Because a lot of a lot of our stuff in life comes from just not being able to articulate or knowing what we need and then feeling you know, the courage to have that conversation. So um, really carving out sacred time to connect is what we're all about and having the deep, juicy conversations while also having fun and playful time. We love to be silly and sacred. So, <laughs> yes. I would have said the same thing. <laughs> Friendship box is an awesome thing to have in your relationship to mitigate conflict and to stay connected and stay together. I think it's key, but it's also, it can be a curse if you don't focus on how to be in the romance and cultivating that. Yeah. Well, and I like that you brought up because we tend to think of the friendship box as the place you don't want to be. And Mm -hmm. I like that you brought up that actually the friendship box isn't a bad thing and it might even have potential uses. So that's that's a very good point that I I think uh, maybe should be put out there is that, you know, if you're in the friendship box... It's not, you're not in the pit of hell. <laughs> it's a great right. yeah, You just have to take your significant other to a cold camping area and <laughs> take off their clothes. <laughs> but you can try it. It just might work. <laughs> Rano and Sierra, thank you so much for being here with us today. So again, it's at lifestylized.com that you can find more about Rano and Sierra and lifestylized.com dash love magic to find their free guide for you and um it was a pleasure having you pleasure likewise so fun to connect with you both (laughs) yeah you're both awesome look forward to connecting soon more Mm -hmm. all right everybody that is it for this episode and we will see you next week We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.